welcome to the Kasafa Show with Mark Gleason and Nick Say. Welcome to another episode of the Kasafa Show, which comes just days after the draw for the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations qualifiers that has shown our sides in the region their path to the finals in the Ivory Coast next year. We also get the views of South Africa coach Hugo Bruce on their draw, while Kasafa General Secretary Sude Tome gives us an update on the proposed schedule of tournaments for 2022 and what is said to be another bumper year. But first, Malawi have recently handed the national team coaching range to their technical director, Mario Manikia, who is now tasked with building on the team's good showing at the recent Africa Cup of Nations finals in Cameroon. He reacts to his team's draw for the 2023 qualifiers and explains how he intends to improve the Flames in the years to come. Well, uh, like all the draws uh, actually happen, uh, you cannot say that uh, they are easy draws or... Uh, extremely difficult draws, but ours seems to be, you know, extremely complicated one. Uh, well, it's a shame that uh, all these four teams have uh, been uh, playing in AFCON and two of them are going to miss. Um, so uh, that's uh, really pity. Uh, you know, I think that uh, all the four teams, they exhibit a good football in AFCON. And I uh, said, it will be a shame that uh, two of them are going to miss it. Is it Do you think look? it's possible for a, for a top two finish there? I mean, that certainly looks well within your capabilities. Well, um, if you're to say uh, Egypt and Guinea in terms of football terms, you think straight away of Salah and uh, Keita that speaks volumes. Uh, actually, you know, that makes the uh, task extremely difficult for any coach here. Uh, and never mind any teams that are going to face them. So uh, obviously, you know, uh, it's a mammoth task. And and um, also, uh, not that much things have been changed in Dafcon. Uh, our 28 players card is still worth about 4.5 million. And uh, if you were to compare with uh, the worth of uh, other squads we face in a group, it's massive. Uh, but uh, however, like uh, in Afcon, uh, with hard work, great determination, very well prepared, we'll have uh, our chances and we'll have to fight for our chances. Yeah, Coach, you, you talk about there about the Nations Cup in Cameroon. Surely that must give you confidence um, that you can uh, take this team to another finals. Just the, the displays and, as you say, the heart and, and that was on show in that, in that tournament. Yes, indeed. Uh, I said, you know, uh, not that much things has been changed. Unfortunately, our, for example, top player, Gabadino Mango, uh, like in Afcon, is still not a regular for his team. But uh, like in Afcon, uh, uh, we believe in him and we believe in every single player out of 28 uh, we choose. Uh, we uh, think that uh, uh, by working hard, being organized, uh, we have our chances. So therefore, we believe in our chances. That was a question that we had uh, for you uh, about the, the regularity of playing time at club level for players like Mango, players like uh, Limbikani and Mzava. How much of a worry is that for a national team coach when big star players like that are not competing week in, week out? Well, obviously, it's not easy. It's extremely difficult because uh, in the end of the day, um, I think it's, uh, you have to draw a little bit of line. Uh, uh, we are not really that much coaches. We are more like a selectors at the national team level because basically you get the players maybe three, four days, seven days before the match. Uh, and on top of that, you know, the players are traveling from their, you know, clubs to uh, whatever, you know, the camp it is. Uh, is uh, about a bit of adaptation and there's not that much, uh, let's say, uh, 
um, coaching to be done. So therefore, you rely on uh, selecting players on uh, merit, selecting players on form. And uh, sometimes when these players are not playing regular, it makes uh, you know uh, a very difficult task. So, uh, yes, it is a worry, but uh, in the end of the day, you know, we have to do with uh, the best uh, players we have uh, on that time. And like in AFCON, we are the team with the most uh, uh, players that actually played in a local uh, league. We had 14 players out of uh, 28, and that probably will going to happen even now. So, uh, not much things has been changed, and we hope that uh, like in AFCON will, uh, will prevail. Coach, there was... Not a single player over the age of 30 uh, in your Cup of Nations squad in Cameroon. Does that suggest that there is further growth possible within this group? Or or does this new cycle of qualifiers uh, for the for the 2023 AFCON and the 2026 World Cup provide a chance to bring in new players? Well, um, actually, we have embarked into a huge project uh, since I come as a technical director. Uh, and one of this project uh, has been approved yesterday by FIFA on a talent development scheme, uh, where actually we'll run a pilot project uh, on, uh, you know, uh, uh, kind of uh, developing new, new talent and uh, with talent identification, Malawi, based on our football philosophy of playing fast and very fast. So, uh, uh, Yes, uh, some players are going to be looking to uh, bring, you know, some fresh uh, uh, legs, if you want to put, you know, uh, new faces. Uh, but on the other hand, as I said, uh, all the players uh, that uh, they've been in AFCON, they've been there on merit. Uh, so the same thing we're going to apply now. So, uh, yes, uh, you know, uh, we are very, very open to new uh, and young talent. But at the same time, uh, we cannot disregard players that, regardless of their age, if they are informed. Coach, let's talk about your two roles. Um, technical director and also coach. First on the technical director side, what have you found are still the priorities that you need to uh, put in place to try and improve Malawian football? Well, um, uh, talking about these two dual roles, actually now they're uh, about to finish because uh, based on uh, the uh, executive committee decision, uh, now I would be a full-time coach, national team coach, however, with uh, some input into the all the football development in the country as well. But uh, So we'll have a new technical director very soon. Uh, so from that point of view, things are going to be a little bit different. Uh, however, from uh, my coming, one of the key aspects was to identify strengths and weaknesses of uh, Malawians as a uh, uh, footballing nation uh, some of them I knew before because I had the luxury to work with some players uh, in the past. So uh, by doing that, uh, we uh, look to identify a philosophy, which actually now we are implementing at all levels. And uh, we hope that uh, will uh, uh, get, get us in uh, years to come at the same level with uh, other African countries that actually uh, they have uh, and they are producing uh, fantastic players like, uh, uh, you know, Egypt and Guinea. You know, i.e. Uh, Salah and uh, Kita. Um, Coach, you talked there earlier about having the most home-based players at the Nations Cup in Cameroon. What is your assessment of the Malawian league and, and the quality therein? Well, I could say that is a little bit, the league is a little bit stretched. Uh, I think uh, the number of teams is a little bit, you know, there are too many compared to the uh, growth and uh, the economic uh, input of the country. So therefore, probably some uh, 
you know, teams are a bit of uh, diluted uh, in terms of, you know, the talent available uh, at the moment in the country. Uh, so that actually, you know, makes the, uh, the league itself a little bit uh, weaker, having only like, you know, sometimes it's happen everywhere, you know, to have only one or two teams that uh, they are competing uh, for uh, these, uh, you know, uh, titles. Uh, also, it's not easy that uh, our uh, second team, uh, you know, Silver Strikers, financially, they couldn't uh, uh, actually, you know, uh, compete in uh, in CAF competition. So uh, it's not easy, you know. Uh, obviously, you know, Malawi is the second poorest country in uh, uh, Africa, so uh, financially it's not easy to have a strong league as well. It has been one of the oddities of African football that Malawi is very inconsistent in terms of its entries of clubs into, into African club competition. I mean, that's been the case for 20, 30 years now. It's, it's, we did see big bullets this year and they played against Amazulu, of course, in the first round of the Champions League. But is that going to continue now, the scenario that you've just painted, an infrequent um, participation by Malawian clubs? Or do you see a situation where you, you, you must actually compete every single year in order to to gain the experience necessary, surely. Well, absolutely. You know, uh, that's uh, something uh, is you know uh, obvious. But on the other hand, you know, you cannot ignore the uh, financial constraints that are in a country. You know, um, so uh, uh, it's part and parcel of uh, what actually you have on the ground, unfortunately. Now, coach, the Kasafa Cup is is set for for Durban in July. How important is this competition for you? Um, and do you foresee yourself bringing your strongest possible squad to that tournament, or will you again look to perhaps bring in some some new players and give them a run at international level? Well, that will have to be decided. Uh, I haven't, uh, you know, decided yet. Also, you know, uh, uh, at the moment, uh, I said uh, I just uh, like been named uh, as a, uh, you know, head coach. So the technical panel is not uh, yet assembled. So um, you know, we have to discuss and also we have to make a decision at uh, the executive committee as well to see. Where actually are we? But however, regardless, uh, if we uh, have uh, you know a younger squad or a fresh squad, we'll go there you know to compete. Uh, you know, always in my life, uh, any single match, uh, uh, you know, uh, I try to approach. Which, uh, you know, I try to approach to win it. Uh, simple as that. So um, basically, you know, uh, to me, it doesn't exist this kind of you know going uh, somewhere just to compete. You know, recently, for example, we uh, had the under-23 development squad in uh, Turkey, which actually we had players 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, and 22. So we already looked into this uh, kind of aspect. Uh, so, um, yeah, we are in a way ready, but we'll have to make a decision uh, uh, close to the time. What is the situation as far as the junior teams are concerned with Malawi? Do you see some real talent coming through at under 17, under 20 level? Well, that's actually, if you see this program, uh, we put together this pilot project into football development squad and has been just approved by FIFA. We see it as a massive opportunity for us to uh, discover new talent. So uh, obviously, if you are to look uh, based on the past, we have uh, produced uh, some good players, but uh, probably the number is not uh, good enough. And also, 
the quality. You know, if you have to compare that uh, our players uh, uh, are playing in uh, you know uh, different uh, leagues that actually you know they are not competing uh, uh, you know these leagues with uh, European leagues that uh, our opponents are playing. So uh, we need to slowly, slowly build uh, up and uh, you know to start uh, matching this. Uh, Opponents. Um, Coach, you you obviously very experienced and have, have worked in a, a number of different countries. Just your experience of working in Africa and and the different challenges that that presents compared to back in Europe. Well, um, first of all, is the decision making uh, to the implementation. It takes uh, longer. Uh, also, obviously, you have financial constraints, and at the same time, uh, you have uh, if you have to look uh, the modern technology that. Uh, you apply in Europe and uh, unfortunately you cannot apply uh, everywhere or most of the time in Africa. So that's a fact. Uh, also uh, is that uh, sometimes, you know, uh, part of uh, cultural, uh, you know, uh, experiences, uh, uh, things are developing a little bit uh, slower. Uh, but uh, in the end of the day, you know, whatever it is talent, there is talent. And if you could see, you know, that uh, uh, if you uh, look to spot the talent and you nurture the talent, uh, they become as good as, uh, you know, if not better, you know, that uh, so many European uh, players. Also on a personal level, Coach, I wanted to ask you about the experience of playing at the Cup of Nations and what Malawi achieved there in terms of going into the last 16. What For you, what was that like? I mean, it uh, certainly was a wonderful achievement for the country and uh, how much did you enjoy? How much? Uh, how, how big an experience was that for you in terms of your coaching career? Well, it was fantastic. It's uh, obviously you know lifetime experience, and uh, only you know uh, to be part of uh, the Afcon. It was fantastic. Uh, uh, you know, look, there are so many coaches uh, with much much better pedigree than uh, myself, with much much more experience. Uh, uh, you know, playing experience, coaching experience, many other achievements, lots of achievements. And uh, they haven't been, to, uh, you know, this kind of tournament. So for me, it was something massive. And, uh, uh, you know, I cannot take that, you know, back. So it's, you know, uh, it's something that uh, will stay there for life. And, and the, the whole COVID thing that uh, really struck your team, I mean, you had all those problems in Saudi Arabia before you arrived in, in, in Cameroon already. Potentially, if you had um, didn't have those COVID cases, you think you might have done a bit better? Or was the success of Malawi in reaching the last 16 a testimony to the, to the strength and mental fortitude of the players who overcame all of these setbacks and still did what they did at that tournament? Well, uh, that's a fantastic question. Um, unfortunately, you know, I prefer not to dwell into if and buts because it was a fact. And the fact was uh, we are very well prepared. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, compared to uh, Malawi experience, for example, before, uh, with this time we had a sports psychologist. And I think uh, all our preparation, technical, tactical, you know, the hard work of the players and, uh, um, you know, uh, all this kind of insight we had, um, you know, it helped us to gel together and uh, regardless uh, the players, uh, you know, we had on the pitch, uh, all 28 players were ready and uh, all, you know, they perform uh, fantastic well. Actually, you know, we had uh, uh, one of the most players also play. They played 24 players out of 28 uh, in uh, AFCON. So uh, that proved, you know, that our selection and our uh, um, you know, uh, hard work and determination and the teamwork was, you know, uh, fantastic. So uh, what can I say? Uh, 
you know, in a way, uh, you could say this another one, maybe have been, you know, blessing in these guys. Bufana Bufana coach Hugo Bruce made it clear that qualifying the side for the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations was non-negotiable. He must steer them through a group that contains Morocco, Liberia, and should their FIFA suspension be lifted in time, Zimbabwe. Here are his thoughts on that and what sort of squad he is looking to assemble. It's clear that um, Morocco is the, the best team in our group. Uh, they were in Africa in January, were eliminated by, uh, by Egypt. And it's a very good team. I know uh, maybe Morocco, uh, the best of our group. Uh, there are some players who are playing in, uh, in Belgium, like uh, Amala, like Tissoudali, like Mahé. So uh, I know this, uh, this team very well. Uh, so um, I think if we will want to be first in the group, uh, we have to beat uh, Morocco. At the other side, Zimbabwe, we played against Zimbabwe for the qualifications uh, of, um, of the World Cup. So we know them very well. Uh, we played two times against them last year. So it's a, it's a tough team, uh, but uh, this is a team we, uh, we have to beat. Um, we are better than... Uh, than a few months ago. So uh, I think uh, if we can uh, beat them twice, uh, this will be uh, very good for us. And Liberia is for me uh, really a team that I don't know. I don't know the players. So uh, it's up to us in the next weeks um, to look at the games of uh, Liberia. Maybe is, uh, Liberia is the, uh, the weakest team in our group, but uh, it's always dangerous to underestimate um, um, an opponent. So for that, uh, first of all, uh, we're going to look at their games, uh, of uh, their last games and see uh, how good they are. But um, if we uh, look at this group, I think, first of all, Morocco, the best team, Zimbabwe, our neighbours, very tough uh, games also. Also, and Liberia normally it has to be the, the weakest team in uh, in our group. It's um, a little bit too soon now to uh, to tell already that there will be other players uh, or other new faces for the start of the qualifiers. There are still two months to go, so uh, up to us also again in the league to see uh, many games in the, in the next weeks and uh, to watch also uh, the players who are playing abroad. Um, there are players we know, there are some other players, uh, one in Holland, for example, the striker that we saw his last game, so it's someone we, uh, we we need to look after again um, and maybe uh, the guys who are playing in Sweden so also there uh, we have to look at their games and then decide uh, if those guys can be uh, can be with us uh, in June at the other side uh, again I have uh, several weeks now to go in the league and uh, to watch uh, maybe new players um, and uh, to try to have a very good team to start the qualifiers in, uh, in, uh, in June Kosafa is set for a busy second half of the year with no less than eight tournaments planned between July and December, including the flagship Kosafa Cup. General Secretary Sude Tom fills us in on all of the details. So if we now move on to the calendar for this year, we know that Kosafa has set out a, a full program. Uh, we are still in a global pandemic, of course, and that could scupper plans further down the line. 
But are you able to run us through the tournaments that are on the schedule for now in 2022? Sure. We've got uh, quite a, a busy second half of the year. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, we weren't able to um, to peg something in the first quarter, and that's certainly something that we are looking to to do next year. But um, for this year, we, we are grateful uh, to, to be able to be back and, uh, and, and playing football at full strength. Um, we start off with the Kasafa Cup, um, which is uh, first, uh, um, first week of July in in, in Durban um, and um, then we move on to again in, in Durban as part of our three-year agreement with the with the city and with the uh, KwaZulu-Natal provincial government uh, we will be back um, uh, from the 4th to the 14th of August for the second edition of the zonal qualifier for the Women's Champions League so looking forward to um, to that and, and hoping that we will move from seven teams as we were last year to eight this year and so look to incrementally uh, grow that tournament. From there, we uh, we move um, to Nelson Mandela Bay for our senior women's national team uh, competition, uh, the Kasafa Women's Championship, where we will be from the 31st um, of August to the 11th of September in Nelson Mandela Bay. Um, that uh, being, you know, uh, a firm home of, uh, of women's football. And, uh, and then at, at the end of September, um, we are back in Durban uh, for the second edition of the beach uh, soccer, which uh, was very successful last year, albeit we only had six teams, um, but uh, it was successful nevertheless. And uh, we'll be back uh, on Durban's beaches and, um, and hoping to, to have um, eight teams participating uh, this year in that competition. And then uh, we go on to our under 20 boys. This is a zonal qualifier for the for the AFCON under 20, which will be next year. And um, uh, this will take place uh, in Eswatini. You will remember that um, our under 20 tournament last year had to be postponed because of the new uh, Omicron variant. And uh, so it's going um, to uh, Eswatini. And uh, this this year it will uh, be featured as a, as a qualifier, as I said. So it has a, uh, you know, sort of a bigger stature, if uh, one can call it that. And then um, at the end of October, or, or looking to do it sort of last week of October, we have a brand new competition, which is the Pan-African Schools uh, competition that Kasafa will be organizing as a zonal tournament, again, uh, qualifying for the AFCON uh, or the CAF, the Pan-African Schools competition that will take place in March next year. So we have nine countries, nine member associations out of our 14 who have engaged with CAF, they've confirmed that they will be uh, running at a national level, you know, the Panaf- the, the, the school's competition, uh, rendering one one each um, that will play in, in the uh, the zonal qualifier. So we will have nine participants in that, uh, in that tournament. And then um, finally, last but uh, most definitely not least, in December, we come up with our under-17 girls and boys. The under-17 girls um, uh, standalone competition, um, or shall I say it's not a qualifier um, and then the boys the under 17 boys is a qualifier for the AFCON um, under 17 which uh, again will be held next year and both of those tournaments um, uh, girls and boys uh, will uh, be, uh, take place in Malawi um, as part of the Region 5 game so as you can see July to December hardly uh, a month without uh, any football being played um, under the auspices of Kasafa Nick yeah that's fantastic I mean it's going to be an absolute feast for those six months. 
Are we to assume also that um, apart from the football on the pitch, which is what many people see, that there will also be legacy events uh, and workshops and whatnot that Kasaka will be hosting during these tournaments? Yes, definitely. We've got some things lined up in uh, in KZN, um, uh, possibly not in Durban, but in uh, other areas. So because we are looking over the three-year partnership to be spreading the the um, spreading the happiness um, and the benefit uh, of the of the legacy uh, workshops, etc., across um, the province as far as we can. So looking to do things there on a coaching level, administration, uh, and possibly. Uh, an under-15 tournament again. Um, still in the process of finding out what uh, what uh, the province um, needs and and would like and and where. Um, and then we'll also be doing um, in the Eastern Cape um, again, and possibly looking at other areas that we haven't tackled last year. Last year we did Nelson Mandela Bay and Mtata. Um, so there's a possibility that we will go to another region within the Eastern Cape. But uh, definitely, yes, there um, there is a um, legacy. Um, that we will be leaving behind both in the two uh, uh, regions in South Africa as well then as when we go to Eswatini and Malawi. That's it then for another episode of the Kasafa Show. We will be back next week with more reaction to the Cup of Nations qualifiers draw. Don't forget you can listen to more of our podcasts on Sokoloduma Radio, Kasafa.tv, Spotify and iTunes. You can also get the latest news via our website at www.kasafa.com and on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. 